I might, I don't know. I know it says don't use it for, um, for production use, but if I, cause the way I was doing it last year is I had a GoPro as a backup and it was a backup backup. But if I can use a, a DSLR as my backup with Magic Lantern, I won't have to worry about it record, it stop recording. I did a wedding with Tila and it was the first one that she had done since her accident. Yeah. So I trusted her, but I also wanted to, to make sure I had my bases covered. So I was timing based on what I was recording, what the DSLR was recording in the back. And I would go back and turn it back on because it has a 12 minute recording limit. So I had the backup, like the, the backup view. The go with the GoPro? No, DSLR. I oh. used the GoPro for that one. So I'm thinking for this year because if something happens with the DSLR, it'll be fine because I'll still have the GoPro. Uh, one of them running Magic Lantern. It would be immensely convenient for a ceremony. Yeah. Especially a Catholic ceremony yep. when it drags on for an hour. Having one of them running Magic Lantern and then still the GoPro at a different angle. And then if worse comes to worse, I have four different angles to choose from. That's awesome. Pretty easy. Well, no, if worse comes to worse, I only have three because the DSLR with Magic Lantern craps out. But they've been going at it for so long, I trust it. It's a pre it's a fairly reliable product. I mean, you do see hiccups here and there, but I think if you if it's good to start in the middle of the day, it's unlikely to crash and corrupt your camera in the middle of a wedding mm -hmm. or something like that. So, use like even with the like using it like with the T two I or something, or bring back the you know the T two I would be like the backup backup. Yeah, just as a as a DSLR shot, it'd be fine. It wouldn't be bad sticking like a big telephoto or something in there and just mm -hmm. getting a up close stationary shot to pull from if you're That's sticking to the things. back of the church. It's so interesting to watch the development and how like the first year I remember shooting with the, the first wedding, first wedding I ever shot video wise for myself. It was uh, T2I and T3. I had the T2I, it's mm -hmm. fine. And Jessica had the T3. Looked fine. She was shooting at 25 frames a second because that's what the T3 shot at. You couldn't go up to 30. I was shooting at 24. I I was being stupid. You could go up to 30. You could go up to 30 on both the T2I and the T3, but I was shooting at 24, so I got her. It looked fine. It just... Hmm. It, it's weird how the T3 like wouldn't just do 30. Like It gave you the 25 option. Did you have it in PAL? No. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, that'd be really weird if you overlooked the region selection. No, no. The PAL is, no, it was just 25, 25 or 30. Hmm. It's really weird that they would impose that limitation because it's not even to the North American standard at that point. Well, that camera itself was not a mistake for me to buy. It was the first DSLR I ever the bought. The T3? T3. No, but, but yeah, it's a very, very basic camera. It, it did what it had to do. Completely yeah. auto video. There's no manual settings. Mm -hmm auto exposure and everything i don't miss it but it did what it had to do it's less it's a less convenient equally functional to a gopro kind of camera well it introduced me to everything the t2i gave me uh manual video recording yeah no the t2 the anything in the eye of the Re mm -hmm. rebel series is great and then the 60d blew the t2i out of the water and then i mean over Mainly there. because with 
once you get into the programs, the only difference really is going to be the control scheme, which makes a hell of a difference because you have lots more buttons to play with, lots more settings to go through. And the articulating screen's nice. I mean, not all... I miss the articulating screen. Not all pro and enthusiast cameras seem I to get it, it, but... The 60D. I, I see a future with a lot more cameras that have it. I mean, Nikon, very slow to embrace that. That's why nobody ever liked it for video. But now they've got it, the D500, the D850, all the, and you know, they're, they're quite usable in that way. Mm -hmm. It's nice. None of them really go fully out like the, the 60D and the 70D and the 80D. So they still stand alone in that in that respective well it's nice it will eventually defeat the purpose if we do get field monitors because it, it will just be monitoring from the but field. as a built-in package heck it served us oh quite yeah well, i would say i love i miss it i love the 5d mark ii but i miss shooting lower shooting high and being able to look at the screen but it's good it's fine but i i really really liked the 60d and then when i got the mark ii last year it was Yes, it's from 2009, but it was a it was a good dream to finally have one. Being able to shoot full frame video on anything is it's different. I mean, I, I miss it from a photography perspective too. The difference between the same shot in full frame, like I, I, it's so much better, and it's not even the best in low light than anything I've ever worked with personally. It, it's about the same, really, as a. As the 60D, it's quite similar in low light capabilities. But it looks better then. It's it's a different look to it. I don't know. It's something that maybe just camera pe people could appreciate, I would say. I don't know. Nobody's ever, well, I can't say nobody's ever complained, but nobody, at least we've got past the point, I don't know if it was a new thing where people would ask what we would shoot on. Not as many people care. Occasionally the question, sometimes the question comes out, well, are you a Canon or are you a Nikon? And then I have to say, we're mostly Canon. If it's a video production yeah. then that they should expect to hear that and then sometimes people still ask well you know i i shoot i have a 7d mark ii at home mm -hmm. what do you shoot on <laughs> and then they start comparing and they used to do that all the time and that was a that was always crap when we're at a wedding show and they're like well why would we pay this money when you have for you to shoot on a 60d when i have a 5d mark ii at home i'm like you should tell them they'll borrow your camera and shoot the wedding on it if you want <laughs> like that's a fair point but there is and people forget this all the time there is still something to be said about the person behind the camera oh yeah the usability of this in the system itself is quite important like you might have certain brackets and things that fit a certain system which makes it more of a functional device than even a newer camera and i'd like to find the men or woman who could look at footage from a 5d mark ii and a footage from the 5d mark IV on a, a 1080p screens that's what most of us are using and tell me tell me which which is which same that's lens will able to tell i couldn't and i've been doing this as a career so i can tell most everything else but it's really hard to tell cameras like you can tell frame rate by looking at oh it. you can tell frame rate you can tell Tila resolution you have issues with that yeah it's always funny to watch there's some people that are a little bit uh insensitive but resolution yeah frame you, rate go for it but something like the difference you're getting in a new sensor is maybe like a color palette maybe the noise pattern or something like that maybe a little bit difference in the moray and the and the sharpness of certain things just from the, the processing itself but it's minute enough that if you're dealing with the same level of camera we're talking about a pro aimed full frame dslr you're not going to tell the difference no. definitely not and even when it comes to that too people might criticize oh it's a 60 it's a it's crop sensor but it handles rolling shutter better and there's there's other advantages to that as well so it's really really specific it's too much to be picky about 
Well, they were, and the honest to God answer, and it was an answer that I would give, and I still give people today, is if you're getting married a year from now, and I answer you what equipment we have now, that can change. Oh, it probably will. It did. I know last year there was a time, I think every wedding I shot was on a different camera. I used maybe like a we what have four cameras from canon i used all those i had a nikon camera before that i had sold and i had upgraded so i'd used four canon cameras two nikon cameras and then you know still use gopro for other things here and there but so it's always constantly evolving and that's Mm -hmm. like you said before there's there's a there's a quench there's an unquenchable thirst to continue to upgrade now all the time one thing that we haven't done is try to rent equipment because it wouldn't be a bad idea to say put it in the budget to they they want a specific shot and you say okay i don't have a I don't know, a good fisheye lens but this shot will work for a fisheye you go to somebody who rents lenses and you pick canon i don't mm-hmm. know they got the 11 to 24 or some, something along the lines of that and it'd be, it'd be a good way to test new equipment or even a camera oh yeah and i, I think it's within the budget for a lot of these you know high-end productions eh. but i think it's something we should look into probably although nobody rents out like red cams really I can, well, can you think of a distributor that would have? Yeah, yeah? but they're all they're all uh, movie distributors. Yeah, right? that's a, a so we could we could rent a red cam, uh, the body for you know X per day, but no, it's not worth it for us without raising a price. And I don't think unless you got a movie centric room, like I could say, okay, we're gonna shoot your wedding on the same camera that they shot the Hobbit on, <laughs> and it's gonna cost fifteen hundred dollars more. You might, you might get a groom who's like, that's badass, let's go for it. Maybe, yeah. If they're really into the tech side of it, mm-hmm. maybe, but I don't think we've met the right person for that no, yet. we haven't. The, close, like, the, the closest thing that we've had that grooms are interested in is all the drone stuff. It used to be the drones, the grooms were like, ooh. Mm-hmm. And then most of them got married inside, so it was pointless. It loses its appeal. Establishing as shots, that's fine, yeah. but... The trend has died down, but you know it'd be cool to do more of it just so we could showcase our own drone work. For sure. Did you fly this weekend? No, I did not. I didn't have time to. That's but I, Easter. I'm looking forward to flying it within the next couple of days. Anyways, just to to get a bit in because there's so much that's still to dive into. I can't remember. I, I think it was some of the automated modes that I wanted to test out, flying from point A to point B, and and some little things here and there. I that love I, the tracker on it. It's good. Yeah. I've seen lots of other people play with it, but I haven't gotten the chance myself yet. Plus, yeah, there's the, there's other picture profiles and stuff that I'd still mm-hmm. like to play around with. I haven't graded any of the log footage off of there, which I'd like to to have a look at that. I've shot a couple things with it, so the, I have a little bit of footage to play with, I would say. But uh, have you had a chance to grade anything from it? Uh, nothing that I like. I sat down and I've kind of screwed around with it because I haven't been given the the chance to to really do it but i mean the this stuff we shot for the music video i i can play around with a little bit and i did some stuff with justin on a beach but it just it takes time to sit down and i think this is a bit of a, a self promo thing when we this is now the the music video is now the past tense <laughs> by the time this comes out the music video will have premiered God willing. so you think so yeah well is, if is this that... is if this is episode seven yeah and we're on episode two tomorrow. It's kind of a weird time thing. So episode two gets launched tomorrow. That means that five weeks from episode two, the music video will have come out. And if the music video comes out on 
on April 17th, which is the date that he gave today. God willing, everything gets done. That's a month. That's five weeks from now. So okay. it will literally have just come out. Perfect. Basically. Very timely. So go check out the Road Waves music video for their yeah. song, uh, So Road Long. Road Waves, Niagara Band, So Long. We mm-hmm. shot it. It looks great, or will look great. It looks good. If we, It looks good as it is. If we absolutely we had to, like it was the be-all, end-all, you color correct it, you change a shot or two and add, It's it looks good. There's a few things that need to be swapped out and then the color correcting, which is going to be fun to do. Yeah, there's still a lot of time-consuming work in the process, but it's a it's polishing details, really, because the shots the shots got nailed, everything's good, there's nothing to reshoot, there's everything we possibly wanted as far as storytelling goes. Yeah. We got everything. Everything that we wanted to do was shot. Um, and we overshot by a shit ton. One of the things that almost bothers me, and it, it's the side way that it seems to work out, there's only so much in the song where we're going to do a storytelling element because the other half of the song is going to be a lot of concert-type videography. It looks great, but it we, we could have... We have so much more footage to tell the story that we wanted to, but, you know, there's a time restriction. Makes, it makes it simpler and more straight ahead for what we're going to produce, but it kind of gets me in the mood to shoot something longer format, like not just a music video, but like a documentary or even a film eventually. Well, that's, I, I think at this point, um, the, the end goal, and I think for any type of media production company, if they're kind of storytelling centric, the end goal is to produce something kind of large format like a longer narrative be it a documentary we're going to be shooting it and again we're going to be shooting a travel documentary as we make our way to florida tila hypes it up so much it's good if we start having it maybe we'll stick to our guns and we'll uh make something worth watching with the with the gopros three out of the four of us or if we can get an additional one four out of the four of us having them that'll help at least for vlog style stuff if somebody just wants to pull it out now, my audio issues are... I don't know. I'm happy with the, the way that the audio would sound if we did that. I'll just wear my lavalier the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> just run that not to a 64... You, you could probably get on a 64 gigabyte SD card. You don't get you get to pick the bitrate and stuff mm-hmm. in the application. Yeah. You could probably knock it down to a low enough level because it doesn't really matter as long as the mic's close to you. You probably get like 200 hours record time on that. Yeah. Yeah. So I could. Um... But I think the mix between DSLR, GoPro, as long as we remember that we have to shoot a little bit, unlike Cuba where the intentions were good. And I got just tons of footage, around. and I did so many little behind-the-scenes vlogs that I, I were gonna, was going to show you guys, and I just never did. So maybe we'll uncover that one day, but <laughs> I've, I went through it once, and I just I had to shut it off mid-video because I thought it was too stupid, the stuff that I was going around and doing. I think the next, because road waves, hopefully, are still in good standing we're talking about the future uh but if we are still in good standing they've talked about doing another music video and i always love tila's ambition should we shoot behind the scenes we don't really have like an extra person to come in and shoot the behind the scenes but next time i would gladly get job because he helped he did and when we need help he can be there but if he was shooting behind the scenes it'd be cool because now we we do have enough cell phone footage and kind of 
joking before and in between takes that we could come up with a small little behind the scenes thing on our end to hype it before it's released. But if we had an actual person shooting behind the scenes stuff to edit down into a three minute or two minute clip, that that'd be cool. I think behind, I think documenting in in the footage there was uh, there was one shot where it was just a one camera shot of something you were doing, and I grabbed some footage of you doing. I think it was something when you were on the stage with the jib getting a specific shot i just turned the camera on what you were doing stuff but, like that is neat but we so we have we have footage for that if we choose to use it should be i don't know I, I haven't looked at it myself yet i was saying it'd be funny um if we had more time it would have been a funny uh promo for us if they let us mock playing their song on stage like, that'd be fun that would have been funny oh, like somebody, on the, drums, we had somebody the... on the guitar i thought about it but i they were cool letting me play the drums, but I got thinking I shouldn't be doing this. And in any other professional standpoint, you probably wouldn't be. But they were kind of cool about it. I well, I asked Matt after I play them for a little bit because if you have a drum set in the room, you gotta you gotta play it. And then he immediately he he felt like I might appreciate it, I guess, because he started playing some Led Zeppelin stuff, and I could I could tell the way he was mimicking John Bonham stuff was amazing i knew exactly what songs he was playing from and i told him about it afterwards and it eh, it's just so neat to get that vibe from because the stuff that he plays with road waves is so different than you know anything well, based on what they have said they have a very mixed collection like they say they have a bluegrass song and whatnot so they have a giant collection so they pick and they pick and choose from different genres and whatnot but it's interesting to deal with them because they're so creative, but they're creative on a different level. Like I joked with G when we were shooting the music video, I'm like, this is, this is our recording session. You guys have the video or you guys have the song and we haven't heard the final mix yet, yeah. which I'm excited for. I am too. I will buy um, the album. But now it's time for us to go into the recording studio. And I said that when we were at the Gorge, cause it's, it's similar and we're creating a, a full mix like a full mix music video, but our recording studio was on location and then at the warehouse, which when you, I, I, I understand that Tila said that um, they were a little bit weirded out by the fact that we wanted the white light, but it wouldn't have on their faces. It wouldn't have looked good if it was flashing red all the time. No, I don't think that's one of the biggest problems with concert photography. I think anybody who's tried to do that will tell you, yeah, you'd think that maybe some of the colors flashing on them, it, it looks cool in person. You go to take a photo, it, it looks terrible, always. And, and then you have the continuity issues because in one cut, the light's face could be red. Yeah. And then you cut to another one and it's yellow. You might not notice it because in that cut, theoretically, the lights could have changed in that sure. instant, but the white looks good. Some of the shots are really good shots there's a lot that can be done in post too mm -hmm. if you wanted to to do you know call a color gradient across the screen or something that's fine i think if you had a specific shot idea like you were going to have a certain movement go on you could bring a, a colored light and do something the same in every shot to make sure the continuity matches but i don't think that really fit in our case no we were we gave them a, or we gave them a budget we stayed within the budget because we had to of course. Um, and they got a really good value. <laughs> that's kind of what we do. We, we... That's the benefit of artists working with artists, I would say. There's sort of this understanding when you're you're do getting into something that's a little bit different, a little bit new, and you want to push push your limits. 
you know, somebody might get a good deal out of that. You might put in a hell of a lot of work more than you would otherwise just to make sure that it's going to succeed in every way that they would expect it would. Mm -hmm. And you know, they're going to benefit. Well, that's, like you said, that's the artist helping artists. If it was somebody else, that being said, you wouldn't shoot a music video for anybody else. But if it was a, um, a restaurant owner or a... I don't want to say restaurant owner because we've, we've done stuff for Mugs and Eagles, but if it was if it was anybody else that wasn't an artist and they said, okay, so we want you to shoot a a commercial, like a full-length commercial and do photos for us and you'll, you know, you'll do it for the exposure or whatever. No. Or you'll do it for X. At the, I'm tired of stuff like that. Road Waves, we, I didn't even get a chance to shoot a music video in college because I was away on medical leave. So I, yeah, I didn't get a chance to do it. So this was something At least that it I, was in the curriculum. Pardon? Oh, it was. It, yeah. was. it was our final project. I see. We had to do a short film, so a 20-minute short film, and then a music video. Uh, I got a pass on the music video, which was perfect, because really, at that point, it was just... It wasn't extra credit, but it wasn't a... At, at that point, if you failed, you had failed. Right. <laughs> and if you passed, you would pass. Um, so doing the music video was cool. So when there's something like that, yeah, that's where you can lower the price a little bit. But if somebody were to come to say, okay, you know, I, I make a joke because we went to Dominican. If somebody said, hey, we're getting married in Dominican. We want you to come for free. I'd be like, no. What, no. what can you offer? What can your resort offer minus the fact that we're better photographers now that I didn't get before? Right. If I'm going away for a week, pay me. Of course. Yeah. Would you... It's strange that somebody would consider that we they should offer anything else, really. It there's it's a lot of money. Exposure. There's yeah, there's a lot of money involved in taking a photographer. If you ever wanted to take one out for a a destination wedding, but it, it, it I would say it's justified. I mean, it, it's, it's a job for that person. It mm -hmm. doesn't really matter if they're in a place where you would consider you being on vacation because they're not on vacation. They're at work. Well, I know. The the wedding we did in Dominican, it was for all for all um, transparency. It was done as a as a kind of a trade. We went, we gave them what they wanted. They paid for everything, kind of like most people want to do now, where they say we'll pay for your trip. But we got we got a good video out of it. We got some good tropical looking photos that look different, even though. I, I would argue as every year goes by, the photos get better and better. So they're, they're kind of, I have to be careful what I say. They're, I still really <laughs> like them. And they like them too. They're, 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 they're 2016 photos. Sure, they're representative of where we were at that yeah. point. And time. there's nothing wrong with that. They were happy. Mm -hmm. And no bride would be able to convince me to say, hey, we're going to Dominican or Cuba. You should come for free. Mm. Because for me, if I'm going away, yeah, it's nice to get away. But if I'm working, that's fine. That I, I have to work and I should be paid for that. And if we agree that the time that I'm there is vacation time. Then you're not taking photos. Then I'm not taking video, photos. Are you? Yeah. So we do have prices for destination weddings, but I don't, until we hit a certain point, I don't imagine they'd be coming, they'd be coming to us anytime soon, especially considering that we do. I have no problem with sending you or Tila away for a week, but to do photo and video there, the reason why we went to Dominican was simply because I was willing to do the video myself and Tila was doing the photos. 
I don't want to do that again. I want my second shooter. Yes. It's so much. Which really, I think that's the way that it would be tending in the future. Pretty much all video well, productions. All we should be. We had one this year where it wasn't. And it's funny because that wedding, they had problems with the photos. But the video is the one, in my opinion, it's lacking because I know where the deficiencies were because there was only one, but they, they didn't want to pay for two. Yes. And and photos, it's a little bit easier to create the the illusion of getting a lot of photos in a short period of time because you can you can time things out very effectively. You don't have to wait for things to unfold in a documentary style. You're much more able to control the situation, direct people, and, and do what you need to do. But I like, I like shooting with the second shooter for photos too. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it makes the day a lot easier to divide responsibilities, and you know people get what they pay for. They're going to get better shots with more photographers. Second set of eyes, mm -hmm. two different areas, D different creative perspective too. There's there's shots that I would go for that a second shooter wouldn't, and there's shots that another shooter would go for that I wouldn't have even seen. And I don't think it's net on a deficiency on either of our parts really. One of the nice things is is we have a voice. A lot of new photographers or even semi-new ones are good photographers, but they don't know how to talk to people. They don't know how to direct people. And that's a skill that you can't, you can learn, but it's nice to have. If I was doing this when I was 18, I wouldn't have because I was shy. Yes. But it's, it's acquired, either you never build it up or you acquire it slowly through other experiences you have in your life. Like inevitably, if you stay in school, you'll have to present projects. You'll have to do lots of things that involve speaking and be, and being confident with yourself. I, I mean, I think I'm miles ahead of where I was just for my thesis project, which, which was the last formal thing I sort of did in university. Because before that, even looking, you had to propose certain things to do with your project early on in the, in the thesis itself. I spoke way too fast. I glossed over points I shouldn't have, things like that. By the end of it, I I would feel very confident in delivering the same kind of, uh, I don't even know what you really call it, the presentation of what I had been doing for the past eight months again. I think the other thing with stuff like that, and it doesn't work for everybody, but based on the people that I know that are around my age, you reach a certain point, hopefully, of your of life where... I don't want to say you stop caring, but that's my mentality. I care. No, I, I agree with you. I Absolutely. care about a lot of things, but where I am now versus where I was, say, two years ago or three years ago, lots of things have happened. But if I need to talk to somebody, unless it's in a bar where I'm trying to pick up women, I'm mm -hmm. still kind of nervous about that. But if I'm in a situation where I can make people laugh, even if it's at the expense of myself... I don't care anymore. I'll make people laugh. I'll do that. Or if I need to talk, I, there, there's a mentality shift where at this point, I know what I am. I'm a balding, fat, 26-year-old, and that's fine. And I can make people laugh. I'm white. Um, take with that what you will. I'm not. Positive or a negative, depending on what circle negative. you're in. Uh, <laughs> and if you want to make jokes, let's make jokes. I will. I, I do okay. I mean, I do shots of soap to make people laugh. It's, it's the way, it's the way I am now. I, I think a lot of what it was in my case was perhaps fear of rejection and not just like in a, a dating way or anything like that, but like just overestimating what the worst thing that could happen from a situation going bad was when I was younger. And as I've aged, I've always just thought, what, what's the worst thing? Like if I'm, 
behave in a certain way or do something that I want to do in, let's just say, a, a, a private venue or whatever, the worst thing they're going to do is tell me to leave. That's, That's true. It's not that bad, really. I, I can take that kind of rejection. That's not a, a big deal anymore, really. I think, and that's that goes a long way for being a business person as well. If you don't ever try to make the deal in the first place with somebody or propose something to somebody who sounds interested in it because you fear that you would be rejected, well, you're never going to make that sale. Yeah, stop that. Uh, there's a there's a business that, I, that I've been talking to for a while. Um, we haven't we haven't talked numbers we haven't done anything like that but he's basically said you know let's let's talk and i'm thinking well i could go in and we could sit down and we could have lunch it's a restaurant and we could talk numbers or i could kind of take a little bit of time on my end which i already basically have come up with an actual pitch and then when i go to him i'd be like okay preliminary and i'm not stepping on your toes but this is what i think we could offer you and I think that if we did that more with businesses without making, I think it's always important for stuff like that. It's not weddings where the prices are set in stone, but you're going in into businesses. It's never good to make the first, to make the, like the first uh, offer, yeah. fine, but to, to show them what you could do. Especially if you do have your research put in it, you do understand all these things and you bring up a concern that they hadn't even thought of yet. They're probably going to trust you to handle the situation just because you put in that effort to begin with, I would think. Well, this business itself has a great website. I look at it, and from a website standpoint, it's it's great. They had photos done of their restaurant. They look phenomenal. They're really good photos. The menu, again, great menu. Taking the photos from the website and designing them in a way that fits their theme. It's kind of a theme restaurant. The one thing that they're lacking is they don't have any type of commercial. They don't have any type of video that could show the atmosphere and they could say, yeah, we don't need it. But they've spent enough money on the on every other bit of media having a commercial that says, hey, you should come on down to our place. Yeah. It's sort of the noticeable deficiency in a business like that, mm -hmm. it sounds like. So it's the one thing that they could do that uh, probably would make a pretty big difference. Yeah. You can share it, and if it's a thirty-second commercial or a minute commercial, then you can if they if they already have the, the the stream or the way of sharing it, you put it on Facebook, you can put it on Instagram because it's all in that time period. So it's all it all makes sense. It's a lot better than other businesses where you're like, well, you don't even have a website. Yeah. Like what are, or are you... I don't know if you want to talk about this, but is it is it better than businesses that would use a display technology and glass? I ha I haven't talked to him yet to say I'm not. There's okay. There's, to say there's... that I'm not interested, but I felt honored this week originally, yeah. and even as I was completely disappointed with it, and I won't mention the name or anything. No, not of the business or anything. But, but people pitching ideas that are a little. I bit... felt like a dragon from Dragon's Den. Yeah. Even though that he was more, he was pitching deferred work. He was pitching me to do work now for a founder's share of the company for work somebody, later when BlackBerry buys them. Somebody who is developing a display technology that seems perhaps above and beyond what most people would be. What did I tell you? Did I say it was six times <sighs> HD? Yeah, which isn't actually, It's sure it's possible in a big pane of window. For him to develop as, himself. As a single person, it would be very strange that they would be pitching it to someone like us. 
when BlackBerry is prospectively going to buy it Rim. for... That's, that's the thing that bothers he's, me. I know Rim, it's Rim now. He's he said BlackBerry is going to buy it. Like, prospectively for more money than they ha are worth with all of their assets in total. And the way that they are now, based on what I know, and what he admitted, they may be interested. They can't buy him because in the position they're in now, they can't buy a company that isn't cash flow positive. Or has it been cash flow positive for like three years? Mm -hmm. So if they do buy him, it's going to be 2021 before anything happens. I'm not waiting to get paid till 2021. No, 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 no. If... It, it was nice. And I wouldn't mind if people actually want to talk business ideas. I like the idea of how I don't know. I mean, I know some. If somebody wants to pitch me some extremely futuristic sounding thing, like... I don't know, let's say solar roadways, which is a pile of horse, horse shit. But anyways, if somebody wanted to pitch that to me, I'd, I'd love to sit down and I mean, listen. That's, that's just it. If you have something that you think could benefit us, not benefit, sorry. If you think that we could benefit M Mutually you, benefit. Mutually beneficial, sure. let's talk. That's fine. I was excited, but I knew going in that there was something that wasn't right. Because when you come to me, and it's a, it's a just happen, like by happenstance that we meet, you say, I have a, I may have a lot of work for you. If it's real work with paying customers, you're not just sitting waiting to find somebody. Mm -hmm. You would look. And sure, there's always a chance that he may have had work that he had just discovered that day that we met. And maybe he's giving a chance. I just, I, I was nervous, but excited. And then the entire time he was pitching, like this... You know, and if somebody did, <clears throat> if that was the case where, you know, he does have work and you, there's something you could agree to, deferred payment's not the way to do that. It would be more of a, a regular <laughs> arrangement oh, for, exactly. for pay. And that's not to say, and I do want to say this, stranger things have happened. And I have definitely been wrong before. He could. Sure. He Maybe he's going to be the he, next Elon Musk. Exactly. Well, he didn't <laughs> give me... The information I wanted, and I get it. If he actually has some sort of proprietary, like, technology, he made it seem like he did because he wouldn't tell me how he did it. But if you don't tell me how you're going to do it, but you don't have a working model, how does that look? And and also, if you didn't want to explain the technology behind how you would illuminate, it was specifically glass panels on storefronts and things like that. At least give me some specs. How what, what's the resolution? exactly per panel what have you produced so far how bright is it how does it counteract the sun what do you, what happens when there's a light all i know because he said that there's competitors so he said that it's brighter than any of the competitors because it doesn't reflect then who there's People a company who make what billboards exactly. no there's a company in uh the gta that does kind of the same thing that puts moving video moving video moving pictures or video in windows so it's not it's like, like it's it's glass banner. it's I, I was talking to you we were in the restaurant and i'm saying basically what the pitch is because he wouldn't tell me that if it's transparent on the inside is he wants to come into your business yeah. that has beautiful natural light yes and, and he wants to cover it with tv with, screens basically because yeah. he wouldn't tell me differently no so he wants to cover it with tv screens so you're telling me that my business is going to lose all my natural lighting so i get free advertising x times per month it's not going to cost me anything but i have to lose my natural lighting and i get free advertising on this sign 
X times per month while you advertise other businesses that I have approved because it wouldn't make sense for me owning a burger, an independent burger place, which is where Teal and I were when we were talking about sure. it. If you got Burger King to advertise on my door. No, not at all. Right? So the idea behind that, so, businesses helping businesses so it's, advertise. It's like a shared ad space. Kind of. Well, this is the kind of thing I would think of in Times Square or, or Tokyo mm-hmm. or somewhere like that where it's already implemented very well. I don't think any technology could make... Those signs are clearly visible. I've seen yes. them in movies and videos and everything. It, what, but but what those, those videos on? aren't six times HD. You get up, they're just... But it's irrelevant because the screen yep. is 200 feet above your head. But he's not pitching something 200 feet above. He's pitching, picturing, he's pitching something that's right there. Okay. Which, again, if he has it, that's awesome. But what, what did I tell you? Six times HD. We'll just say HD is 720p. That's like less than 8K. So, right. And there are 8K screens exist. out there. Yeah. But I can't go to the store and buy custom size. I can't go and say, no. I want a... What? Yeah, what if the storefront changes? Like, really... The, what the... if I have... Uh, like arched windows. <laughs> yeah. What do you do with the angles? Exactly. See, it, it essentially sounds like it's some kind of projection technology. If it, if it works in that case, you're going to project. How, how do you not project it through the glass? How do you project it somehow on the inside of the glass and have it illuminate? It's, it's a physics problem. Really? I'm going to be getting in touch with him this week. And by this week, I mean this week, not five weeks later. And okay. I'm just going to tell him. I'm good. I would be extremely excited if he caved and told you how he did it and it was actually legit. We can talk about that in the next podcast. That's that's what's, that's what bothered me. I was thinking, because when I went into it, even though it was for deferred work, at that point, it gave me a little ego boost because somebody wants to tell me about their business. Yeah. I can now say to a small scale that I have been an advisor to startups, which is cool. And if more people want to do it, that's fine. So I had to look at it like if it was deferred payment that I would be investing my time because that's the way he that's the way he pitched it to me. It's like you don't get paid, but I'm not asking for a financial investment either. You get deferred payment, so you're like a founder. I'm like, okay, so that makes me a financial investor. So I'm going to be Kevin O'Leary from Dragon's Den. So first thing, you're throwing your money away, and mm-hmm. I feel bad because all that money has died. Mm-hmm. He says he's got six months left. Before he has to start making money. Yeah. That's fine. That worries me if you've been doing it for 10 years and nothing has happened. Yes. The other thing, at least he's not in food. Food I have problems with too anyways. But if you're coming to me and you won't tell me how it's done, but you don't have a working model that I can look and see and at least understand what you're saying, but instead you have, depending on which picture, reasonably okay Photoshop photos... Photoshop doesn't show me moving video on a window. No, it doesn't. It shows me that you can cut and paste. Yes. I'm not going to invest three years of my time for that. If you don't have a working model, that's the problem. A picture of this in a garage would be more impressive than the Photoshopped images. Yeah. And the final thing, and this is kind of not 100% good to myself but it's kind of true he may have went to other businesses anyways if you are really are sitting on and this is his quote something that could make more money than the internet okay given the benefit of the doubt how do you quantify i I don't i don't know the internet has never made money 
it has transferred a lot of money okay. between if parties. You can, if you can make more ad revenue than all the ad... I'm assuming this is what he meant. So ad space. Okay, sure. Let's you can make that. more ad revenue with this idea than all of the ads on the internet, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that you can't. I, I think... You Why can. are you coming <laughs> to me? Why yeah. are you coming to a growing videographer who... Does a little bit of graphic design. It's okay, photographer. Does videography. Owns a small business. Why aren't you going to not name dropping Mitchell Riley Productions in Niagara? Great media company. You've seen their video. It's that white screen. Mm -hmm. So how do we make a video? Yeah. Why not go to them? Why not go to Foregrounds Media? Why not go to some of the big guys? And he might have, and they might have said deferred payment. You can fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're coming to me, it's either you're a startup. Which, which he is, but he's a 10-year-old startup, or there's something that doesn't make sense, and it was just red flags all around. If I'm wrong, I will kick myself, yeah. but I'm going to stick with my gut. And we'll I say that, feel that it was the funny thing that happened on the way to the podcast. That was. Yeah, that was. Pretty funny. And it, I obviously have passion to it, because it's angered me having to talk about it again. <laughs> That's why I brought it up. Because we talked for an hour and 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I was pretty sure there was nothing behind the curtain with respect to him 25 minutes in, but he kept going and I couldn't find a way out because I was hoping that there was something because I got thinking I'll ask about this and he would either say, and it's salesman talk. I can't tell you it's proprietary. It's fine. Okay. I did kind of just ask you what it's you're not fine if you're looking for a new investor. I did just kind of ask you what your bread and butter was. Sure. Uh, what about this? Well, I'll tell you about that later. He never did. I won't no. go into specifics about what he didn't tell me, but he didn't tell me later. Okay. So it's just all these red flags 25 minutes in. I'm like, I don't want to be here. I think it's, it is perfectly acceptable to just walk out it after a certain point. Cause he went to go to coffee yeah. from the counter and I was thinking, I want to leave, but I stayed. And the way I met him, he knows where you work. He knows where I work. <laughs> so I can't just leave because the other thing is, is I met him and it's something that the work doesn't deal with, which is fine, but I don't want it to reflect badly. No, absolutely not. So I listen to him. I will message him. But I'm just going to be like, it's not what i'm interested in also in in so far as that i don't think you would be held accountable for something that a person may or may not do in your place of work that's true yeah. i'm just saying i don't want him because what i what i did and i didn't he found me on his own free will i may yeah. have said my name i should make that mentioned but i don't want it to and i'm talking about it on a podcast but I was told, I asked, I always ask when I do something like that, if it's okay, if they don't offer it, if I meet somebody who wants to, like, it's fine, but I don't want him to say that I was soliciting Of course not, because anything. if somebody comes into that place and they say, can you shoot my wedding? That's not a service that the place you work offers. No, and I, I, I'm, we've, we've talked about blogs before. I have a list of things that I want to write about, and one of the things I want to write about is this, mystique because i maybe i'll i'll build this up this is kind of interesting okay yesterday and this is 
well, yesterday for us, I was working and somebody who I admire really, really a lot came mm. in to yeah. the store and I hid and I felt bad that I hid. <laughs> I didn't know that part of the story. Yeah, I, I, I hid originally and I, th- I felt so bad. So I work at an office supply store. I do do a lot of their social media videos. So I'm not just, I'm not just a cashier. I, I will, I will fight for that right till the end. Mm-hmm. And I work in the tech department of the copy center stuff and I like it and I like the people. Thankfully, not too many people that I've known that, and I mean, I respect you guys, but not too many people that I'm, we'll say competitors that I'm trying to uh, compete with have come in. This time he did. And as I was sitting there thinking, I know him, I've traveled with him, I've drank with him. I should just go say hi. I also got thinking that years ago, while he was building his business, he worked for his dad. Mm -hmm. So he'd never, he couldn't, he didn't commit to it full time until he knew that he'd commit to it full time. And that's always been my mentality. Now, granted, he was a real estate agent, not working in a store. No. But when I finally went to go talk to him, he asked me you know, how long I worked here, and I gave him the situation with how I kind of came about getting the job. The, right. The, the means to the job. And then he's like, well, because it was on a Saturday, he's like, do you work a lot of weekends? Because you do weddings, right? I'm like that's the nice thing and that's one of the I, I could work a higher I have a story about job. that to come back later but yeah. you can keep going but they give me all the weekends I want off I wasn't doing anything this weekend so I leave it open but when I say I need this weekend this weekend this weekend this weekend off and I give them over a year in advance they do it they're good for that that's excellent so I'm making I'm able to do what I need to do and I think there for a lot of artists like we'd said about or like we said before there is some sort of um not necessarily unspoken, because we do mention it, that you do have to do what you have to do to make it work and to get by. So if it means that as you're building um, a business or you're building a company or you're building a dream and you have to work that other job so that way weddings aren't $7,000 a pop because you have to live off them right now. Right. Then I think it's okay. So I talked to him for like 20 minutes and we talked about weddings. We talked about stuff. So it was actually really, really good. And I'm glad that I talked to him. So yes, we were talking about a business. I met this gentleman at Beatty's, not giving them a shout out, but that, it, that, that is what I do. Yeah. And I like it. And it's family owned and it's so much better than working for a Staples or something like okay, that. About to throw that in there if you weren't going to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't even shop at Staples. But it, it, it's tough because for the longest time I was self-employed, 100%. And then the baby photos weren't doing as well as I wanted to. Um, I was driving all the time. I was miserable with the way that it was going. And then circumstances beyond the control of anybody, a job opened up and I took it. Yeah. So. The, the, the one thing I was going to get at before, and I heard this on the radio and I kind of figured it was true. They were talking about... How the number one benefit as an employee that people, like they rate most highly, I mean, above medical benefits, above uh, getting snacks at work or like provided, you know, (laughs) drinks or whatever, things like that, was flexibility. 
And that got me thinking that is absolutely the thing that I love most about my job. I do construction. I frame houses as my full-time job, you know, paying the bills and things yep. like that. I love my job. I would love to keep doing my job. I love the people I work with. I love everything about it. Benefits are different because it's, it's a construction site. I'm not going to get food. I'm not going to, I'm not too worried about med, like, you know, getting medical benefits or something from that. You it's will. Not, Eventually sure. you will worry about it. But it's, I will, but for the moment, it's not that kind of job. I'm not looking for the best of the best of those things. Mm-hmm. Flexibility, especially due to the the employer that I have, has never been an issue, and I'm so so grateful and happy about that. Just because I, as much as I love my job, if I couldn't stay true to myself and do the weddings mm-hmm. that I need to do, and they happen to mostly be on weekends, so that's great. But if I couldn't, no money in the world is worth giving up that freedom. So flexibility is the most important thing. I think. Well, you you work for uh, a business that's that's not smaller end like it, it's just a handful of people, right? Very small amount of people working, but in my estimation, the cash flow is well, cash flow is high up there, and that's good. Yeah. And I I work for a business that's medium, small to medium, depending. It's it's microscopic compared to Staples. Yes, and that's, and that's fine. And I think that when you work for a business that does have the small like the, the, the small business feel. And as long as we're not competing with them in any way, they, you're not hurting their business. Small businesses should exist, but they should also allow other small businesses to flourish as well. And I, I, I'm really grateful for what they've allowed me to do. I have good new portfolio work because of them. Good commercials have come out of it. It always makes me happy and slightly insulted when I show you guys something that I've shot for Beaties and you're like, that's actually good. <laughs> I think most of my criticism is in the animation. The, the animation style that you've gone with, primarily, it's very simple. Yes. But whatever. It I'm works, not an animator. It works for what it is, but mm, there's always room for if improvement they, on that part. If they gave, because the, the Christmas cartoon, mm-hmm. they let me do it, which is unbelievable. Because that was that was cool. that was a fifteen minute cartoon, and they let me write it. They let me do it, and it doesn't promote a brand. It doesn't. It's just goofy. And I've always wanted to do some sort of Christmas special, be it a Christmas movie, or a Christmas cartoon. I'm like, I'm gonna go for it. But I didn't have a ton of time. I didn't have a ton of money, and I was only gonna do it on their hours because that's the way that it worked. It wouldn't have to, yeah. So I had to do what I did, and I made something, and it's funny, and it did well. You you kind of remind me. I mean, I was just I was thinking before, like, man, I, it'd be cool if I could do a commercial or something or something promotional for the, the you know the framing side of things. But then I realized my boss let me take a, my GoPro to work for like, it might, probably would have been two weeks by the time we were done it, and just in time lapse the building of an entire house. And then it was you know probably probably like I don't know an extra five minutes a day of me fiddling with a camera but it adds up over the course of two weeks and I, heck even one of the shots i asked the the crane operator that was going to help put on you know help put on roof trusses so we could build a roof if i could take my gopro to the top of his crane that was going to be like 150 feet in the air That's cool. and look down and he's like yeah go ahead <laughs> so stuff like that great when they give you the flexibility mm-hmm. to and your stuff if you find how it can benefit them They'll they'll like it like if you did if you I'd, I'd let 
anybody use that yeah. footage of the crane company my then framing company that works because you're still honing your skills yes the animation was simple but i now understand on the most basic side how because that that animation software is new from adobe like it just got out of beta mm -hmm. and i now have a thorough understanding of how it worked it kind of helped with the mugs and meeples commercial again very rough no money in that we did that as a good gesture and that's the kind of last good gesture thing we'll do for them <laughs> not we're still gonna be friends but i'm not i'm not gonna throw myself out to do no. another commercial uh for for free because it, 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 there's no need once, once you get to the point, you know that you're going to be able to deliver something that is worth every penny that mm -hmm. you would charge for it. So well, it's, it's not definitely worth free. <laughs> that's what they they paid. But that's that's the way that I look at BDs. Everything that they ask, I just did one. They gave me a little bit more of a shot. I, I had a really good idea, and it was more of a cinematic. It told a story. It was an informational thing. I'm not 100% happy with the way it turned out because it was too rushed. I didn't get to do what I, I exactly wanted to do. They like it, and that's fine. That, that's that's good. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna win everything. Mm -hmm. But they he told me you know we're we're not aiming for Spielberg, and I get that. And I was able to do what I needed to do, including against their will, bringing in a better microphone. They said use the equipment that they bought for me. What did the, what microphone did they have for the? I I had them get me the Rode. The mic, uh, the one that I have, the the video mic go or yeah, yeah, the one with the 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 fur ball, the little dead cat, yeah, on the front of it. Um, and it's fine. It's just for a cinematic commercial where there's actual talking. I wanted it closer to the actress who was talking. You couldn't stick it on the end of a boom. Or something. They didn't give me a boom. Wow, I didn't ask for one. Fair. I could I could have brought in now, my I boom, think, yeah, and it would have made more sense but, than bringing in the microphone. Yeah, but. I brought in the mic. It sounds fine. It's a little bit dark, but I've color corrected it so it's a stylistic choice. Okay. I've edited it so it's a little bit more moody. If you do a little bit more high contrast, you're going to get the highlights on the face or wherever it hit. All the highlights are in the face. Yeah. Which is good. Um, and, and it's fine, but I, I learned that for stuff like that, I just thought it was a really cool idea. The, 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 the commercial itself is funny, but for something like that where it's not what they they are dreaming of it, it's it's conflicting they have a social media plan which includes stuff that i pitch because this was they're going to use and it wasn't in their plan but it, it comes down to trying to kind of sync up with what they have planned and what i can do and this i wanted to do something that they didn't want so they they supported it but they only supported it to a certain extent and that's where it faltered so I need to go back to where they are and produce stuff that looks really good for a one-man show, shooting on whatever they bought me, like the bottom of the barrel cannon, which still works. Which uh, which cannon? I can't remember. Well, it was a DSLR. Yeah. T five. No. Uh... <laughs> they just came with a T seven. That's an interesting camera. Is it the? It. Uh... Really, I mean, the bottom of the barrel these days is still miles ahead of what you could get as the best of the best. Like Full HD? Five years ago. So I guess it's not bottom, bottom of the barrel. Like, it's still, it'll do 60 frames a second at yeah. 720. It has that, it has a decent autofocus, which compared to 
like a decent video autofocus, which compared to all of these, which don't, is miles. It doesn't have video auto, like continuous autofocus. Mm -hmm. um, is miles ahead, but Canon. The 7D is kaput. <laughs> what happened? The, I ran a battery. Oh. Is that one still good? Yeah, it is. Okay. The, uh, did you hear it fall? Yeah, I just heard it fall. Okay, so we got most it of it. It just happened. This is not going to be a smooth transition at all, but I think I'm going to do something about it. Okay. Just so we have something a bit more easy to cut to. I'm going to take this right off the stand over here. And I'll stay in the frame over here so you have something to look at while it's spinning around. I'm sure this will be interesting to look at. I can never tell. We have battery. Battery issues are our biggest thing here. We've lost it a few times. The threads on the cage. Uh, oh, it's just spinning on the bottom. That's the problem. GoPro batteries are great. They last pretty long. This is going to be a very strange and revealing angle for Jesse. But at least it's something to cut to. And you know what? We've already been recording for like an oh, hour. Yeah. So it's not too bad. It's not like we have a short show to show anybody. <laughs> you want something to put that on top of? No, I just... It was it was rattling or rolling, so that that's fine. I'll get used to this. I believe it was the Rebel XTI. XTI. So what in numbers? What is that? <laughs> that's the. That's an old. They bought an older camera. That's the Kiss. What what? Canon's. Uh, I hate. Maybe it's not the XTI. No, I hate Canon's naming scheme. That it's the different based on region. The European. The. Asian and the North American markets. Shows how often I use, because I haven't, I don't know because it, I don't think it's the XDI. Maybe I lied to you. Good tip for anybody that's looking to compare DSLRs. What I always do is I just look up if it's Canon or if it's Nikon or whatever, Nikon. I look up template after that, so it's a Canon template. And there's a Wikipedia entry that just gives everything in sort of a grid format. It doesn't work on mobile, so you have to go to the desktop version of the site. But once you do that, you can see the year that each of them came out. It's got a nice color-coordinated system. I don't know if you use this yourself at all, but you can sort of see when everything came out, it shows which sensor it has in there. So it'll be, you know, the digit processors or, you know, X-Trans processors for Fuji cameras or whatever it may be. And at that, at that point, it's a little bit easier to pick things out because it'll show the different region-specific names for each camera just in case you get confused. Because, I don't know, I, I tend to watch lots of different camera reviewers and things like that. And they might refer to something from Canon specifically, and I have no idea what they're talking about because we'll be talking perhaps about the Asian market name for something. I'm not going to be able to remember. It might not be the XTI. No? That, that was a much, much older camera with pretty much no feature. That was a So then a it's potato. definitely not. I'm looking at the body and it's not, but what? Hmm. XT, I'm going to go to what I think it is. What's this one? The three... That was the EOS Kiss Digital. Okay, that's that's much older. That's a three hundred D camera. Which, looking at Canon's current list, I don't the, the ones that are currently out include the One DX Mark II, the Five DS and Five DSR, Five D Mark IV, Sixty Mark II, Seventy Mark II, Eighty D, Seventy Seven D, Eight Hundred D. Which is, I guess that's. No, that came out a little bit a while ago. The, the two that are new on the DSLR market are the one on the lowest end, which includes the 2000D and the 4000D, which for us would be 
They're both Rebel cameras. One's an I and one's not. I'm going to click the 2000 because I haven't looked at that much myself. Nope, there's no Wikipedia entry for it yet. <laughs> That's how new it is. So that would have to be the what? The T8i? If that's what they're going to call it. Hmm. And then I think the 4000D is what? The T7? Yeah, I think they're so. kind of falling out of sync. It's kind of bad that when we don't even follow this stuff anymore. But I guess we don't really care that much about entry-level well, cameras. See, that's that's just it. When they bought it for me, I was happy that they bought it for me. It was the bare minimum of what I needed. And when I shoot with it, I shoot with it. Oh, it is the Canon SL2, I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's an entirely different series. Actually, that's higher up in the... the that's the really small-bodied one. Incredibly small. Yeah. That's that's its gimmick. Now, I remember... 24 megapixel, 18 to 55, yeah. STM autofocus, and full 1080p. Back when Digital Rev had Kai on it, and then there was a, a different channel, essentially... <laughs> They ripped the thing apart because they're like, what is the function of this camera? Because it just, it fits in there kind of weird. It's less functional than similarly priced offerings from Canon, but it's small. So it's got that, but it's not that much smaller than some of their cameras. It's light. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, they, it's like, a, it's a catch 22 when they started to do it basically when i got the job i feel as though they realized it was mutually beneficial to have me around because they needed to do social media and if anybody of them is listening i'm talking to you but talking to you i could be wrong i've been wrong before as i've said but they kind of they took a shot the first few commercials i shot with my camera but i told them it, it can only go one of two ways it's either you guys buy the equipment and pay me hourly and I, I won't fuss because I'm doing what I like. Or you let me do it with my equipment, but I invoice you. Pay the price, yeah. And I'll give you a deal because they've been good. They sure. let us do that printer thing. You could bring it down too. to just covering the wear yeah. and tear on your camera. But that'll have to happen. And they went with the... What arguably, depending on the amount they use it, is the more affordable route with buying the microphone, the video light, the camera, and the laptop. So they spent like $2,500. Money. Yeah. yeah. So it's a good investment. And it was the absolute bare minimum investment to get them in the direction, or the maximum investment and minimum investment to get them in the direction that I think that they're going. And the... At least they understand the, the point of diminishing returns on investment. So they bought something that's pretty good value and they didn't yeah. go overkill. And they, they, um, they reach on everything that we do online is really good. The, um, the interaction is fine and the amount of likes that have went up is unbelievable in the first year. Like higher, a higher percentage by far than, so it's almost like if you post, they will come. Yeah, well, yeah, it's almost like you put out good content and you yeah. you build a following for a company. Yeah, or you have cameras that don't die midway through a show. You know, the funny thing <laughs> about the 7D, and I don't know how this works, perhaps you could explain it to me. The, there's a battery grip on it. It's got two batteries. Is the display on the LED top display showing you just one of the batteries? Is it taking into account the average of I both the batteries? I think it's taking into account the average. But it said it was full, and now it says it's empty. 
Maybe, did we kill one battery? Are there two batteries even in it? How could I tell? There's no number for the amount of batteries in it. If one battery, if one battery, okay. Theoretically, that's what I liked about the Atomos stuff. All the Atomos ones are continuous. You can put on two batteries, but if one dies, it'll still record with the other one, so you can switch out the other one. I wonder if, because it has the battery grip on it, if it'll only work if, because you can't put only one battery in that battery grip and you, have it work. You can't? I don't know. I think you can. Can you? I've got a fresh battery. Let's do a live test. Okay. One sec. Get me the battery. So the most the thing that canon didn't think about because they clearly they built this grip specifically for this camera i don't know which other cameras it works with besides the 70 you would think that in the display just like when you have a i don't know a secondary card slot for instance in my nikon d7100 it'll show each of the cards in the slot and when you go to playback files that even show which card you're looking at for the batteries you should have either two battery bars so you can see both of them at the same time or it should be very specific onto which battery you're viewing. Like, is it the right battery that I'm viewing first? And once that drains, is it gonna switch to the left battery? Oh, how I'm exactly? wrong right off the bat. Really, are you? Because there was only one battery in it. So that's a problem. So that is a problem. Why do we have only one battery? But that's our fault. It works with one, so. So it does work with one, okay. Now, that doesn't necessarily answer the question of will it, so that battery's dead. Put in another battery. See what the display says. You got a freshly charged, and you got freshly the dead charged, one in there. One hundred percent Canon battery. Okay. What do you get? Full battery. Full battery. So now it is giving you the battery read up from only one of those batteries, yeah. and you would start a video podcast thinking that you are good to go, when realistically you are not, unless you individually check both batteries before you start said podcast. Yeah. So Canon, this camera's old, so maybe you fixed this by now. But if you haven't, <laughs> please get on it. These are the things that we need. Okay, it just died. It's like I turned it back on with the dead battery and wow. it loaded on full. Hey. However, it turned on and it's probably a great angle with me. It turned on and it showed three, like three quarters full and then it died. So I always wonder about exactly how accurate the batteries are on the old cameras. The, the readout for the, the total energy left in them yeah lithium ion is one of those things that it's it's tuned to a system where I, I, it measures i guess the max and the minimum over time and you can sort of trick a battery into thinking it has less capacity than it actually does depending on how deeply you discharge it but it, overall it's a lot better than looking at uh like nicad batteries or anything like that or alkaline batteries i am always impressed because with with uh with our batteries they 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 don't seem to die too often when you think about it, but... As a photographer, they never do. <laughs> I'm impressed at the 60D lasting a full hour on a single battery, and it's like it's going for the full hour. Obviously, the brightness on the 60D is as low as it can be, like it's using its... On the screen. It's, it's, on the screen. it's using good its enough for me to tell where I am in the frame, so... Low it's perfectly amount good. of power as possible, and it's working, so I'm, I'm very impressed. I'm constantly impressed. And um, it's funny, as I was standing up, we didn't talk about anything I thought we were going to talk about this week. Before the podcast, we were going to mention the Catholic stuff. And then Ooh. we... we should, I, I'm not tired for some reason, so I'm... I'm awake. Yeah. I, let's keep going. One thing quickly before that. We seem to be very... We always get very equipment focused. I don't know. I love talking about it because I don't talk about it with anybody else because nobody else in the world cares even the slightest. So it's, it's nice. 
I wonder how many podcasts we're going to go through before we just start repeating ourselves because it inevitably gets to that. Point. It will. Yeah. If we're gonna if we're gonna mention anything, should I pop another battery in that and get that angle? Yeah. Well, let's get that angle. Okay. And you know what? I don't. Do we? We could. We could do. Let's do a magical cut because we have the technology to then. So here we go. Oh wow. Perfect. Now I have some spikes in the audio to go by. So this will be our first cut in a podcast. We couldn't do this live. Ugh. I wonder what the battery life of the GoPro is at. Oh, is that two bars? That's perfectly acceptable to me. You can snap that back in the plate too. Put it back. Where's the charger? It's down here. Here. That's the T2. Or the... Mm, whatever. Probably in a camera bag that Tila's. Worry about it later. Dead. Oh, it's recording already. Perfect. Should be in focus still. Yeah, I'm not tired either. Which is weird. You're not what? I'm not tired either. No. I've, I've gotten gradually more awake. I, I'm not going to stay for two because it's already That's 11 o'clock. <laughs> Through the magic of video editing. And we're back. We're back. Like nothing ever happened. That was recording. That one's fine. That never stopped. We're good. Yeah, we're good to go. Nothing happened except for that 10 minute span where we were recording from right there. From above a rabbit's foot. Yes. No um, context. Catholic Church. Yes. <laughs> Not as bad as it seems, but you... Not as bad as it seems. Well, we're not going to talk about any of the super, about super bad stuff. Which is entirely true and has been a conspiracy for a very long time, but sure, yes. let's gloss over that. It's for a later one. We're, we're coming to this topic with a purpose. Right. And it's a simple purpose, and it could go on for another hour. I can't believe it's already been an hour. That's the another while. reoccurring theme where we can talk. I'm, I, I got a groove with this one. Mm -hmm. the, uh, the second one I was listening to was a little bit more subdued with stories, but with this, I don't know. I should lay off the cocaine, perhaps. Perhaps. Maybe. A little bit less cocaine. Yes. Um, you just went to a funeral, and I'm I did. sorry. A Catholic funeral. A Catholic funeral, and I'm not sorry that you went to a Catholic funeral. I'm just sorry that you had to go to a funeral. I don't like them. And you no. noticed something odd. Not odd, but you noticed something. The thing that I didn't like? Yeah. No... The main thing... You lead me into stories all the time. Yeah. I just let you into one. The thing the thing that I don't like about Catholic funerals is they're a lot like Catholic weddings in that there's a lot of structure. There's a lot of things that have to be said. There's songs. There's certain prayers. In the Catholic traditions, there's always responses. If if the, you know, if somebody, if the, if, you know, leading into prayer or something is said, there's a specific thing that has to be said right back kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Now, the structure, if, if Catholics like the structure, and I, I grew up myself in the Catholic school system, I understand a lot of it. Yep. If, if that's the, what people look for when they turn to, to religion, that's fine. I kind of feel like if you go to a funeral and you, you come there expecting to hear perhaps stories about this person, things that you've maybe never heard before, especially in my case, because this was a grandmother. I mean, I didn't know her for... All of the years, you know, that uh, that my parents and my <clears throat> my like uncles and aunts would have would have been able to know her. I, I would have loved to hear those things in such a setting, but they're kind of sidelined. There was a little bit here and there. I even brought the recorder because I thought 
I mean, I think it's weird for people to record video or take pictures at such an event, but the audio could be set to something that's oh, yeah. more of a memorial or, or whatever. And I thought I could do something with it, but I really... And it's just a Catholic funeral. I just, yeah, I recorded, recording. I recorded a mass. Yeah. That's what's what I recorded. So, hey, that's there. I, I don't know. I feel like people who would pay, because it's a lot of money to have a proper funeral service and, and all the things that accompany it, accompany it, you're kind of, oh, you're selling everybody there short a little bit. Now... That's, I, I just realized this because we are talking a, about a, a woman of a, of a different generation. 87 years old. It, it could be exactly what she wanted. Was she a, a Catholic woman? Yeah. So, she, I would say she was the most devoted person I've ever met in As my was life. my grandmother. Yeah. It's, it's that type of generation. So, yes, you would have liked something different, but maybe it was exactly how she wanted maybe. it. Maybe. And if she wanted a traditional Catholic funeral, then that's the way... I mean, we, we can't get we can't get greedy because that's the way she wanted it. If you want conversation at your funeral, like I want conversation at my funeral, as long as it's not mean. Oh, it will be if I'm alive. <laughs> um, likewise, but <laughs> it um, that's that's kind of the the way it goes. But where I grew up, we had and have a really good priest. He's a younger priest, a little bit more modern. He lets things slide. Catholic? Catholic. Okay. Born and raised Catholic. Uh, when my brother died, he let us do the visitation very differently. Very, very differently. We played non-traditional music. My brother's iPod. So. It's different when it's a young person, too, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, it was. And that's that's the whole thing. It was young. We didn't dress up for the, for the visitation. Um... There wasn't any type of ceremony at the visitation or whatnot, whereas sometimes with Catholic um, visitations or there are prayers and whatnot. There was, yes. Yep. Uh, nothing like that, at least not that I can remember. But during the funeral itself, again, it was supposed to be very different because he was 19, so he was young. He wasn't a kid. I think with kids it might be a little bit different. Yes. He was 19, and I did what I do. And I wrote something. And it was not long. It was a few pages. And it summed up a few things. I get, as you said, I, I, I write well when it's from a motion like that. Absolutely. Um, it's something that I don't see in you normally or it just doesn't get discussed. So it's when I see that it's there, I'm like, oh, I can relate to that. Mm -hmm. Shoot. People, and I, I gloss over it sometimes too. But, uh, you know, there, there's real pain there. And writing about it helps. And I, as I said, I'm, we're working on a, a, a semi-true story screenplay just because there, there was real emotion and drama there. But I wrote this and I thought it's a good eulogy. But Catholic funerals don't really have eulogies. No. They, they, have, they have sayings, and I remember kind of being sidelined. Not sidelined in the sense that I felt chipped but looking back i kind of felt chipped because during the ceremony i didn't say anything i uh, there there was readings at least i don't remember saying anything i might have said something but it might it would have been a it would have been a like uh you know thanks be to god blah, 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 like the the traditional stuff yeah at the luncheon i got scheduled to the luncheon I got to speak before everybody ate. 
And the only thing that I was thinking there is, is, okay, I'm going to speak, but now I'm the asshole at the wedding ceremony that has to ramble on before people get to eat or at the wedding reception, yeah, right? That. But something like that, I remember speaking and it was a week's worth of writing to get it just to where I wanted it. And as soon as I was done, there was a like actual almost physical weight from my shoulders because it was done. I said what I wanted to. It was a good send off. And it was nice. Would have been nice to not do it at the luncheon. But I understand Catholic funeral. It's it's a there there are rules. It is a structured event. Yeah. It's unfortunate, especially when it's something so personal. I mean, it was your grandmother, my brother, stuff like that. But it is what it is. Mm -hmm. There's other there's other problems surrounding that. But I, I haven't been... This is the first funeral I would say I've gone to in my adult life in the, in the perspective that I can fully understand what's going on. So maybe I'll have more to compare it to later. But I do, from a child, ones that I went to in childhood, I do remember them being very different. And they still would have religious elements, of course, but it would not be the main part of the the deal. Funerals. Out of all the ones that I've been to, the least religious one was my mother's mom, and the funeral was just at the funeral home. So it wasn't, it, it, there was religious overtones, but it wasn't. You didn't specific. go to the church. You didn't, didn't go to church. It was a nice ceremony. It was yeah. a small ceremony. I actually got to speak like I wanted to at my brother's during the funeral. Um, the, my dad's mom, traditional Catholic funeral, exactly like she wanted it. So you can't, can't knock it there. And then my mom's funeral was a bit, again, I was 12. So the memories have faded. Mm -hmm. That one has always rubbed me the wrong way because they got my school involved. How did they do that? Catholic school, Catholic church. I don't know. I don't know if my family in, uh, extended the invitation for my, um, for my well-being, but to see the majority. In fact, now that I'm talking about it out loud, I haven't talked about it in a long time. Seeing the majority of the people in my grade at the funeral, when you think about it, it's weird. Maybe it's not weird. And if they never knew her, I suppose. Or they never knew me. Yeah. Like, there are some people that I never talked to, and they're there. And here I am in grade eight. You're not quite a teenager, but you're that awkward phase, and now I have to cry in front of people. Yeah. That's not pleasant. No. Yeah. And then there was that, that point after, because they had been to the funeral where they were trying to get attention from it. And I get it. There, there's an age where you, you are attention seekers. So if they, they cry and for all purposes, a funeral is a sad point in time. And if you're a 12 year old, if it hits you, I guess you might cry, but there were, there were people that were insincere with how they would pay respect or what have you, because of the fact that, you know, they, they wanted the attention and then coming 
coming uh, back to school. There were there was a lot of people that pretended to be friends, but then weren't because they wanted they wanted the attention. Yeah, and you get the same thing these days with you know somebody if you were to die, but not really die, just be announced dead on Facebook. The amount of people that will come subtle, yeah, really subtle that will say things to you. I have been pronounced dead before, and it is unbelievable. But the funny thing about that is, is that is almost anti-attention, because most of them were in private messages. They are private, but I think it may be that it rests better with somebody's consciousness to think... Oh, it does. Yeah, they're, oh, I would have reached out, I would have done whatever, sorry you're gone, or whatever, and then, you know... I reply back. Do you want to meet for lunch on Tuesday? uh, That was a... That was nowhere. Screwed up situation. Yeah. It's just one of those one of those things that not too many people will ever get to experience because it is to a small extent like showing up to your own funeral. Yeah. Where people have said things to me. I don't mention names anymore because no. it, it, it's not some necessary. of them were a bit odd. Yeah. Especially given who I was dating at the time and whatnot. Some of the things that were said were just inappropriate. And I was high as a kite when I got... So you wake up after a surgery... Like a 14-hour surgery at like 6 a.m. Like with my phone. And I start, it took me, I can't remember how long it took me, but every message I would send, it would take so long to reply because I'm not, I'm just, T. I shouldn't have been on my phone. No. But then I start reading these messages. Some of them were from so-and-so, you know, the person I was with. Of all people would probably bitch and moan that I'd be talking about her on here. So Well, that's too bad. I guess that's true. So Jessica would message me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright. Sorry. Not sorry. It's Name drop. Bit. Maybe later. She might still have pictures. I don't know. <laughs> um and then there she'd be like, Oh, I hope you're okay. I hope you're okay. And then there were messages from the people who pronounced me dead, but I didn't read them because they weren't interesting. It was just, hopefully you're okay. By interesting, the other one's like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened. This is ruined. I'm like, frig happened. And then, I'm sorry you died. Wow. First and, off. And you're really high. Want. Yeah. I'm so, like, that's and you're, like, you're I'm sore. sorry you're fat. Sure. Okay. Elaborate, please. But you're still really high, so this has got to exactly. be exactly. So are you dead? T H A N K S. Sorry, you died. Next one. I, I wish we would have hung out more. I got like six months recovery. Let's do it. <laughs> The one that got me was, <laughs> I wish we had went out. This isn't fucking working with the woman I'm with. Let's do it. I didn't say that, but that was the one where I'm like, okay, what the hell? And then I looked back and there were screenshots sent from people or sent from Jessica of what had been said, but I didn't see them before I talked to the nurse. And I'm like, okay, am I dead? What happened? They're like, okay. Your surgery went a little long. Yeah. How long? 
Well, five hours longer. That's more. That's it's a lot. If longer. I if yeah, if I say I'm going to be a little late and I show up five hours late, it's more than a little late. Pay those doctors late. overtime. Yeah. Still the story. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so screwed Save up. It for next time. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, why did my tongue hurt? They say that I bit my tongue in surgery. Because I, I had to have a blood, I had to have a few blood transfusions. I lost a lot of blood during surgery, and they said it was because I bit my tongue during surgery and I bled out. Blood, really? I had a scar on the bottom, of, like it was Ugh. it was really bad. I can't imagine bleeding so much through my tongue that I need a blood transfusion. That's a lot of blood. Oof. Well, they're I guess they're working with nerves down there, and if they hit and I go because <laughs> I was on my stomach <laughs> and my face was in one of those massage things, so. <sighs> It's not uh, good. Uh, so I'm like, okay, did I die? No. These people are stupid. And then I start piecing it together. <laughs> Eight o'clock rolls around. Jessica calls me. He's like, your friends are assholes. I'm like, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> At that point, I knew. And I'm messaging. I'm like, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> messaging Corey and Tila. And it's just, it's all such a weird experience. And I get it because I was the one that had to kind of dismantle and uh, save and export albums from my brother's Facebook. And I still, because I have the email that's connected and people still message him. And I don't message him because I don't want to get the email saying, Jesse messaged you. I'll write on his wall occasionally, which you could argue is more. The public way of More morning. public. Yeah. But Whatever. I'm not, I mean, my dad likes it and maybe somebody else will. Or if I find a picture on Facebook, because, because it's public, if I find a funny picture of us, there is a benefit to posting because he had friends yeah. and to see a different side of them, it's fine. It's been three and a half, well, three years and a few months. Holy crap. So that I get, I guess I'm part of the problem by doing it publicly, but no, people still do message and yeah. it's. If they feel like messaging on Facebook, and again, it doesn't matter at the end of the day, is equal to going graveside and praying mm -hmm. or saying, then that's fine. That's and it's so much more direct, too, because there's a face attached here. Like, I don't know if people used to write letters to, and send them to the address of the person afterwards as a grieving process, but I, cause I feel like that would be, they would understand that it would be really annoying <laughs> at some point. Whereas <laughs> Facebook. these letters. Sure, but on Facebook, they think for all intents and purposes that they're sending to a dead account, something that will never ever respond. Well, I know I have to be careful because when I was going through when I was going through messages like from my brother-in-law and whatnot, just trying to save the photos, I'm like, I can't click on any of these written messages because then it's going to be like seen. I don't want to scare anybody. No but way. at that point, it's not like he's a celebrity. It's not like it's a ghost. People are going to be like, okay, so obviously somebody's on his account. Just find out that some girl that liked him started sending nudes to back them up. On I was surprised. <laughs> I won't go into detail there. Okay. Just because I, I didn't go through messages that shouldn't have been gone through. Sure. But in having to save photos from his computer, he was a, he was a teenage boy. Mm -hmm. So in his photos timeline, and I don't know if it's just because I was downloading, but the timestamp. There'd be photos of him and his nephews in the next shot, ass, like a porn star. <laughs> it's, just, it's, 
It's so. Perfect. He had a horrible taste in music. Yeah. But he like yeah, I like his taste in women. <laughs> um, my grandmother would write to Belgium, kind of like what you said, because she's we're from Belgium. Okay. And she's old, so she's writing to Belgium. But it's sporadic. And if somebody writes you and you don't respond because you're in the hospital and then you die and they don't hear from you, chances are they'll write again. Yeah. Or you would think call. I realize it's long. It's international calling. It's call. Effective. So my dad got a letter like eight months after my grandmother died from a distant relative or friend in Belgium. That's a hard letter to write back. Oh, Margaret, how's it going? How are things? How are the grandchildren? And then you have to reply back in very broken Belgian or Flemish. Uh, hi, so-and-so. Uh, regretfully, uh, Margaret died so-and-so in January. Uh, grandkids, uh, one's dead. <laughs> so and so Not forth. Not a good way to relay the news. No. no. So that's an interesting way. I think phone calls are better because that could take three weeks to mail yeah it's too too long term so funny it's not funny but it's just weird how some things you don't think about technology makes it easier and yeah no i think i think it is a legitimate way of grieving in some sense you just you never know who has access to that account anymore so don't consider your things permanently unread like that's the moral of the story i like and i should do it but it's one of those things, maybe maybe it's a closure thing. Maybe I should just do it. But hard Facebook, delete. Face, no, not a hard delete. Facebook no. has a memorial. Oh, the memorial. Right? Okay. That's better. Which is, which is a smart that. idea. It's actually amazing how quickly people do that. I don't know on the back end if you can still access photo albums after you've hit memorial. But there's like no new wall posts. You can. It's all put in memoriam. I would have to do some serious, serious Facebook cleanups before I die. Like that's... I know our kids won't be interested right away, but could you imagine if we had the opportunity to go through, not that they did exist, but our parents' social media life? Now, at, at some, there is a way that you can do it, and I know immediately that I would not be interested because when it came after the funeral, all that, went back to the apartment area that my grandmother had, there was things to be divided up from the family. And it was, that was quick. Yeah, but it because it's not like these huge worldly possessions. It, it's personal. It's your, the stuff mm-hmm. you used to cook with, or whatever, yep. right? So it was easy to divide up. I don't. I never. I was happy to see my family get along so well. I haven't seen a lot of them in a long time, but it was a really smooth operation. I saw she she had a ton of cookbooks. They were all over the place, and I thought for a second it would be really cool to go through all of those. And see what recipe she circled or what notes she put in, things like that. But then I immediately thought, you know what? I'm going to leave that in the past. I don't, if I had access to somebody's account after they had passed on, I think I'd probably just let it go. I I don't know. That's a tough one. I, I... You want to keep living on and having this relationship with this person who's not there. Or maybe learn something more about them. But at what point does that become... More morbid madness. Yeah. The only thing I wish I did, and we should do it, we have we have the capabilities, how we could sell it. I mean, I realize that it's not a great transition, but 
it would have been nice to sit down and I, you might even agree with an audio recorder. And I always said I was going to, and I never did. I asked questions. I know my grandmother's history a little bit, but I don't have it written down and I've recorded. It would have been nice to sit down and kind of talk and talk about Belgium and going through the war and whatnot. Cause that's like, you may not hear the war stories, but it's interesting to know that like, well, then you hear the life of the person in that situation anyway. Mm-hmm. But I never did. And we, and it's, it's, an e- it's such an easy thing to regret after the fact because I have thought of such a thing yeah. many times while I still had the opportunity to do it. And you never do it. And I didn't do it. And that is entirely my fault that I'll never see what benefits I could have reaped from, from doing so. And I still have grandparents that are alive and I don't know if I'll ever end up doing it, but I would love, I love the idea of it. It sounds so great. Or even just to have them on something that is more like a podcast, something the more where they, you know, can have fun would be cool. But I don't know how many people do it. I know we talk a lot about Frono's photo. The Jared has Jared Poland has done lots of interesting documentary style. Of he did it with his mom things. when she died. Yeah, when she had cancer, she was in the hospital, and it was man, that was emotional. Oh, mm-hmm. and that was just photography. There was no videography involved. And I, I think there was some photos he had shared of his nan, too. I've, she's funny. Yeah, she his old cool. videos with her. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I don't. I don't remember exactly how he memorialized her, but I, I do remember he did something. She was like one hundred and five. She was up there. Oh yes. You know stuff like that. It's such a, such a hard thing doing. Because this, right now, and as we've talked about, uh, small scale, you know, we both work other jobs, but it's busy, like between, and now that I have a, like I have a schedule, like I know Sundays are this, and then I work, and then I have to do the DH Media stuff, and it all balances, and I'm having more fun now than I have in a long time, because I have this, this is a good creative outlet, uh, music video, you know, I'm seeing somebody and all that, it's great. But there's still, the balance is so off balance because I don't see my family as much as I would like. I missed my nephew's birthday party today because I had to work, but stuff like that is hard. And I like growing the business, but every so often, and I always hate it when they do it, is I, I listen to a lot of salespeople on Facebook and business people. And normally they're very business oriented. And then occasionally they'll post something like, you know, you can always make more money, but you won't always be able to make more memories. And the older you get, the worse that becomes. Because I missed a birthday. I've missed too many birthdays. I get to spend Easter. Christmas is always great, but I, it, it just, it sucks. Wouldn't it be great if we could have some kind of independent business in which we could arrange our own schedules and do that and that alone. One day. One day. One day it'll happen, but hopefully it's 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 not too late. There's there's lots of things. I, I like it because I mean I, I don't have kids yet. The kids idea scares me for that point. But I'd be, I'd be going home to them. My it's almost yeah, it almost forces you yeah. to to use that time effectively. My nephews and nieces, I like it because they're either too young to hold it against me or they don't care. When I show up, nothing's changed. Yeah. They talk. It, it's, it's, there, there's nothing, there's nothing missing about that. And it's nice. And I love it. 
but I can only imagine how parents feel when they have kids. Because I have a nephew who's, you know, getting close to 10. And I remember when he was a baby, so that means that 10, almost 10 years have passed. That's disgusting. So long. <laughs> no, that, it's even worse for me and some of my cousins, just because they're, I, I was in one of the, my aunt's houses, and she's one of those things with um, the, the child, like the child's height on the wall. And I looked at it, and I saw some of the names of my cousins, and you could see over the years how tall they had gotten. And one of them, I saw when they were like one foot eight, they were really small. And then it was, I think they were, they were last four foot six. And I thought to myself, I remember when they were born, seeing, you know, the announcements and stuff on Facebook. I have never met them. Not once. And now they're walking around the world more than four foot, you know, four and a half feet <laughs> tall. And I still, I don't know them. I know that's. That's crazy. I, I found out that uh, in sort of an off-the-wall relation, you know that riot in Hamilton? You heard about that? No. Was no. This happened this weekend? No, it was a week and a half ago or something like that. There I missed was a it. unnamed uh, group rioted in Hamilton, bro- did a bunch of damage. I'm not, I'm not going to go into it because I don't know all the facts. I kind of avoided it because you should Google it, though. Destroyed a bunch of property. Okay. Uh, lots of business storefronts and whatnot. And I found out that, I don't know why they never told me, that a very distant relative owns a bakery in Hamilton because she was featured predominantly on the news. I didn't even know she existed. Like, how did you find out that they existed? They, one of my relatives said, oh, by the way, this person who you may have seen on the news, she's actually so-and-so, so-and-so. Like, she's existed, and theoretically I might have heard that she was a relative, but... It's just you. You don't piece. It's kind. Of, it's kind of weird how how um, thin families can get sometimes. Mm. Where the, you, there's entire branches of family that you haven't met before that exist. Like I have a bunch of Dolsters that I have I have met when I was younger, but I haven't. I haven't seen. They have kids. They have grandkids in some cases. I've never met. They may know of me. Spe- well, it, it's a bit more believable, I guess, suppose, on my grandmother's side. Because just reading her obituary, I was impressed. Like, 13 brothers and sisters. That's a, yeah. That's an old school family. Yeah. And then, sure, her, you know, number of children is almost that number. Yeah. And then, and then there was grandkids, and there was great-grandkids. Mm-hmm. The exponential growth in that one, that's a big list. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's. I felt embarrassed because I saw all my cousins with names, even the significant other who they've married. I saw my name by myself. I was like, damn it. Yeah, but you, how old are the cousins? They're older than me. Yeah, it, it's fine. But that's that's the that's the different thing, and, and that happens in every family. I feel like I'm so far behind from all my siblings because they're all married. They now all officially have kids, and they all own their own houses. It's great. I'm not married. I don't work for the government. I don't have a fancy degree, uh, and I am who I am. But it's it's hard not to compare, and it's hard not to feel bad for the longest time, and given situations with work schedules, I always hated the aspect of going home to see my family and not having my significant other there. Turns out one or two of them didn't like traveling. You can piece it together. Yeah. To see my family. Weren't the big team Dolster that I hoped, but... 
And, you know, up until the relationship that I'm in right now, I never brought anybody to see my parents and, and other family members. And, I, well, I guess she met, the other ones would meet my parents. But didn't really go to the extended family. And I'm glad because I don't have to deal with any of them asking why things didn't work or or referring to somebody with the wrong name or anything like that. It's great. Oh, yeah. I think it was the best idea I ever had. <laughs> well... I say one of the best ideas you ever had was to apply to your ad or apply to our ad and meet with us. Man, what a trajectory from responding. The the way that I started working with, I guess, now known DH Media is I just responded to a Kijiji ad because I was looking to bolster my own wedding photography. I had already lined up some weddings for my own personal business and I decided I want to be better at it. So why not get better on it on somebody else's money and time? <laughs> you word for word said the exact same thing last week. Yeah. And that's true. And it's it's been a hell of a run and it hasn't even been that long. Like we're just basically just about two years ago we met because mm-hmm. it would have been 2016 right around this time and we would have yep. met right before we left for Dominican. I think it was that, March 20 something. See? So pretty, pretty close. Um, Happy two years. Yeah. And we've come a long way. There, there, I mean... I like that you were you were there uh, when we when we went to the works when I dealt with that baby photo mom that oh man cut herself up in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> and um, then yeah we went out to do photos that was fun and that was when I realized because it's such a weird mentality and it's a hard mentality to have. I don't want to be friends with everybody we employ. No. Hire somebody next. It needs to be efficient in some way yeah. for delegating things. to them. So I got mad that I started to like you and here I am and it works out very well, but eventually we're not going to be able to be friends with everybody because no. it makes it very hard when one of us gets married. Shit. All of the videographers are in the wedding party. Yep. What the hell do we do now? <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm happy with the way it's turned out. Where, where are you going to go with uh, the... You noticed something when we went out shooting? When we went out... Oh, yeah. Started. I noticed did shit. You're not a bad guy and we're going to become friends. I didn't think that it would take... Tila this... told me something else. What? She said that I think this guy's too good. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. So there's that too. I, You have a way and I've learned to deal with it in the way that I deal. You're smart. You're really smart. Thank you. And you, you are either, I asked Teal about it, because you're either honest and likable, which I think you are, <laughs> in the sense that uh, a month ago, two months ago, I can't, it was when we got the drone, mm-hmm. we went out for dinner. You said a few things that act, it, it didn't rub my ego, but oh, it, I, it made I, me I, feel I good. That. Yes. <laughs> and... That's mostly because of my own perspective, getting closer to things. I see things that I didn't before yeah. in the way that things are being done with the business. And you will see more in the weeks to come. Mm-hmm. I'm still working on everything, but the taxes are done. So nice. That's good. I have my own personal taxes to do, unfortunately, still. Um, <laughs> so I was never worried that you were too good because you can never, for something like that, you can't, unless somebody's like, I'm too good for you. I was never worried that the quality was too high. I was just like, I, I can't compete with him. I have lost all gripping here. And that's, that's one of the things that was hard 
to get a grips on in the sense that when it started originally, and it was just Jessica and I, at the end of the day, she was one of the founding shooters. Mm -hmm. She's kind of hidden in history, but her photo was on the exact same website that your photo's on now at yep. one point. So, um, so was Josie's. Which, you know, some, I can think of one photo I like, so yeah, not bad. It was nice because she referred to me. And then when uh, the other shooters came, they did the same thing. It, it was just a weird hierarchy thing that I got used to where it wasn't, hey, this person's coming in to, to change the, the, the status quo, so to speak. Uh, one of Tila's exes did in a way mm. you know in a few and it was a, it was a better it was a better situation anyways he did actually make positive improvements but you're you're a likable guy and i know your intentions are good it's taken a while i do trust you oh, and this you. isn't something that i was gonna say but the the curtain will be completely unveiled it's just it takes time and it took a lot of it's not exactly where i want it to be because there's some because it was always supposed to be a, a sole proprietorship, there's some there's some expenses in years past that are unaccounted for. Like theoretically, there should be a <laughs> there should be a higher um, cash balance. Not that there's a significant amount, but if you run the numbers, there sure. we might be down maybe a thousand dollars but that being said i don't think i put the drone in my balance sheet so there are, that counts for like 650 or 700 bucks or whatever yeah so there's some things that don't make sense but when you think about that originally in 2015 it was cash only there was no bank account set up no. all the money was kept in my safe so there's there's subtle problems that i was working out trying to figure out where things went because at the end of the day it, it's difficult to even necessarily count that as the business's history. That's kind of like the beta run well, of 20, the business. 2014 was beta. 2014 got the first video and photos. Well, 2013. 2013 and 2014, because 2013 I shot for somebody else. And I have since stopped using that stuff in the portfolio, but for the longest time it was still in there. 2014 was the first time that I shot a wedding photos for me or for us, and video for us. None of the photos are shown anymore. There might be one on Instagram, and none of the video is really shown um, outside of maybe a clip or two. You can keep going. I'm going to get some batteries. For what? My microphone. Oh, is it gone? I had fresh ones in there like yesterday, but yeah, it's going. Um, and then 2015 was when the website was set up and whatnot, but there was no business bank account. So even if they would pay in by credit card, which I had set up, it would go into my personal account and then I would take the money out and just put it in an envelope marked Mr. and Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Smith had the contract and whatnot. And that's how things were done. And I think when you're dealing in a cash-only business, sometimes expenses aren't accounted for. So if you look at, say... Not the thing that the tax person would like to hear, but... <laughs> well, true. 
in the sense that all the expenses that like when I say not all the expenses are counted for because it's sole proprietorship, the expenses that I spend, say if I were to go out and buy a lens and I use my money from my personal account, that expense doesn't necessarily reflect on the business account, no, it doesn't. but it still counts as a business expense. Yes. So things when they weren't in actual bank accounts, that's where it becomes a little bit harder to I, yeah, I, I understand to balance. what you mean by that. Then once it became a bank account, you'll notice that it actually like I can go back and I can see the checks that you cashed in the summer just because it says, you know, so and so check number X. So I do keep track and whatnot. So the the accounting has come a long way. It'd be different if I was coming to you and I'm like, okay, you want to join a business? That's great. I'm fifty thousand in the hole, but let's do it. Uh -huh. I'm cash flow positive. It's fine. There's probably <laughs> Based on Tila's reaction, I'm sure there's more money than you guys think, but I don't know. I'd be happy to talk about it. Not on camera. Not on camera. Yeah, before we go to Florida, I'm, I hope to have everything in a nice, presentable fashion, and then we'll sit down with a good bottle of whiskey and hash it out and Absolutely. figure it out. There's some some things moving forward that I would that I would like to see happen. None none of them are. It's like one or two. Not deal breakers, but like one or two major points, and then the rest are all just. It's not going to be a business negotiation, but it's going to be. Oh, like, I was looking forward to it. I'm bringing well, suit, it's, suit and tie, and we could. <laughs> but it's going to be have a, a landline phone on my desk that I can. We'll rent desks and stage it. We'll broadcast it. <laughs> I think. I I want to wrap up for the night. My <laughs> it is late because I don't even want to swap batteries at this point. And I still got enough to keep me alive. Well, one hour going. and 51 minutes. Yeah. Well, this one, minus the technical difficulties, which were funny, I don't know why, as I said, got to lay off the cocaine. It seemed a lot more animated. I liked it. This one was good. It's good. And the stories were good. Once we got past the camera stuff, yeah, good stories. Pardon? Once we got past all the camera stuff, good stories, I would say. Yeah. So. Uh, enough stories that it could have been easily an hour instead could it's have been. two but you got to talk a bit before you get to that stuff anyways yeah this is the daylight savings version of the podcast because it's an hour later than it should be and it's that's true terrible. that's why maybe that's why yes but <laughs> anyways it was nice leaving work today it was still a ton of sun i didn't know the sky i didn't work and then i drove here and Spooked your roommate slightly when I came through the back door, and <laughs> maybe not the best terminology. And then I kind of looked around to see if the lights were anywhere because I thought I could set up, didn't see them. So I left and came back two hours later. Yeah, I was a little bit late, but no big deal. What can I say? Cuddling, I like <laughs> nobody will disagree. No, so, anyways, I. Uh, Next week, we didn't decide, are we going to do it before? Do we want to not do it before uh, our St. Patrick's Day little festivity? Do you want to do it on Sunday? I think this requires some special planning. Yeah. Mostly oriented around the time that we'll be spent drinking and partying. What time does the party start? I don't know. I'll check. I, I'm, I'm in the place that's hosting it, and I don't know. Okay, because <clears throat> I'm done work at 5. 
And if I got here at 5.30 and it starts till 7, we could easily just drink up and talk hey. and be done. We just have to keep people out of here afterwards because we won't necessarily tear down the nope. equipment. So, if you want a slightly more drunk version of this? I think I do. They're not going to know that this exists until a month from now. <laughs> but, well. So we can get opinion on it. Too bad. So, if you want it... This is the ex executive decision, then. Tune in next week. If you don't want it, it's been nice knowing you. We'll see you in two weeks. Have a good week, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye. Good night. Uh.